Yo, what up? It's your boy Ant Wright with Matt with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? Um, yeah, we're back. Uh, basketball season. It's starting full full swing. You got me on here talking about Michigan State. You know, Purdue's coming up here in 15 minutes. This is, this is, I'm happy. This is, I love it, man. Yeah. It's basketball every day. I check the schedule. Um, I think Minnesota also plays tonight. Um, and I think Northwestern plays around like eight o'clock or something. So those will be interesting. Um, Must watch television, Northwestern basketball. <laughs> I think they play Quincy. Quincy's the team who Illinois played. Um, and uh, Qu- yeah. Quincy put up quite of a battle against Illinois. So interesting to see how Northwestern does. And Northwestern has a lot of question marks, and people expect them to be bottom on the barrel again. But we'll see, Doc. Um, but yeah, let's talk Michigan State Grand Valley uh, exhibition. Uh, I'm gonna pop up the box score here, but uh, we are not box score watchers, uh, but we do like to use it as some of our context at times. Uh, what were your thoughts coming back from that game? Like, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah. So I, I thought they started pretty slow. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that, again, I thought Grand Valley State kind of had their way with them in the first half in, in a way. Like, I feel like a team like uh, GVSU should be, um, the, especially the way they were playing, should have been put out of the game probably in the first half. And so Michigan State was kind of in it. Um, but uh, I think that was mostly because of uh, Kingsley Okano, right? Um, and he had 13 points in the first half for for Grand Valley State. Um, he kind of got what he wanted um, uh, to do in that game, which is a little bit weird. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think that there, you know, there was some promising things for Michigan State, obviously, and then Jaden Atkins wasn't playing, so it's kind of it's kind of wash, right? Um, and it is a scrimmage, the first game. But I, I definitely thought that Michigan State would probably have a little bit easier time against Grand Valley State than what they did. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. I think uh, Grand Valley hit some hit some tough shots early on. They did, um, yeah. And look, Cornell Mann is a really – Cornell Mann is a, is a – he is a steal to be in the GLIAC. Uh, that is a very good coach. I'm surprised that he didn't have any Division One looks. Cornell Mann has been in the he has been in the Division One uh, coaching tree for a long, long time. Uh, he's coached at a lot of places, and one of the main reasons is because of his recruiting acumen in the Midwest. Um, very good coach in Cornell Mann. Uh, I just think that early on, as you said, Grand Valley kind of did what they wanted to do, and a lot of that was because Michigan State was having trouble identifying personnel, uh, when to go under screens, when to go over, who to contain, who not to mm. contain, who are the shooters, who are not the shooters. They, they kind of struggled there, and a lot to do with the uh, with the amount of youth on the court at times, um, and a lot of guys who didn't play play that many minutes last year played a bit today. You have someone like Pierre Brooks, like he played, he played 20 minutes. Um, he's someone who didn't play much last year. Jackson Cole played yep. 13 minutes. He, he's a true freshman. Trey Holloman, 17 minutes. That's a true freshman. Maddie Sissoko, 20 minutes. He, like, 
like those aren't Maddie Sissoko minutes usually. Um, so that was really yeah. interesting. You're playing with a different group of guys, and Izzo was doing a really good job trying to get as many rotations in, in as possible to see as many lineups as possible because even though he only had nine scholarship players in this game, um, he still needed to find out who works well together, who doesn't work well together, uh, getting as much on film as possible. And um, I think A.J. Hogard was very – very passive. You know, I'm really high on. Him. Yeah. You know, I'm really yeah. high on him. Uh, but he yeah. was pretty passive early on, and I said on stream that I really didn't mind that because I think he wanted others to really get involved. I think AJ has the ability to take over the game at any point he wants to, but I think he wanted to get others involved, others going, others juiced up, and you know he had a very, very chill game. Fourteen points on five shots. Uh, five rebounds, five rebounds, maybe four steals, two blocks. Yeah, he he filled that shit yeah. up. Uh, you do want the four turnovers to kind of come down, but two for two from three, which is I I, I think one of the bright, one of the brighter spots, um, for him. And Tyson Walker, he had the Bosco won't show. Well, it kind of shows, but he had a really nice game on both ends. Really, really nice game. You know, he had twelve yeah. points, but he had eight stocks. If you guys in the like in like pe- like the whole the draft community love using stocks, S T O C K S. Those are steals and blocks. He had eight of them, six steals and two blocks. He's six feet, maybe. He's probably measured out like five eleven, but two blocks, uh, six steals. He really showed his ability to really defend. Um, and he also had a little bit of rim protection, which this team really needs. They need rim protection, which they really weren't getting in that first half. Um, teams were able to kind of you know, – GVSU was able to kind of get around, like, within two or three feet of the rim and, and put up a pretty easy shot. And I think they, they, they did a much better job in the second half, um, not really blocking everything, but they did a really good job of just walling up, forcing GVSU um, to shoot tougher layups. Yeah, they, they did. Now, um, you touched on the guards a bit. Again, Aikens wasn't playing, right? So this is kind of a wash. But I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the forward unit for Michigan State. I thought outside of Malik Hall, who I thought looked pretty okay. He made three of five threes, by the way, which was which actually impressed me. I thought he looked he looked tight. Um, he had five turnovers, so he probably could work on, you know, keeping the ball a little bit more and work on the, you know, because uh, there was a couple times where he just like kind of like things were just going too fast for him. Um, and just I, maybe that's a, like a first scrimmage thing. Right. And maybe that's just the first game. It's like getting used to game speed again. Um, so I'm just going to kind of let that go. But I'm not going to let this go. I thought Joey Hauser looked awful the whole game. Um, I He had four fouls. Um, he had four made field goals and he was one of four from three. Um, I thought he just looked lethargic. I I thought the minutes he put in wasn't like fantastic. Um, again, that's been a thing for Michigan state fans for a while. It's that he's so hot or so cold, um, for them. And to be honest, I was not impressed during the scrimmage. And then for me, like the bench unit as well, Jackson Kohler, Pierre Brooks, Trey Holloman, like, I think, for me, Pierre Brooks and Trey Holloman were, were very underwhelming. And and 
they played both 16 plus minutes. I think Pierre Brooks actually played like 19, I believe. I'm not even looking at the box score. Um, but like the, both of them, I think were not only negative and plus or minus, which is a misleading stat, but it's kind of true here that I don't think they played very well. And also they just were really sloppy with the ball um, and took really bad shots. And it was kind of like, okay, when you look at Michigan state, you get Aikens back. Okay. They got six guys, right? Seven. If you add Kohler, who's going to be that eighth guy to kind of help thin out the rotation. I don't know if I really like Pierre Brooks. I don't really know what I if I like what I saw from Trey Holloman. And all of a sudden, if Michigan State only's got a seven-person rotation heading into March, um, or even heading into Big Ten play, right? Like they're going to get slaughtered, right? So, um, I, I this team, I have a lot of questions. And, and again, like uh, these are questions we had coming in from the off season, which was that how is Michigan State going to fare when? you know, the rotations have to get tightened, right? Because they only have, what, 10 scholarship players right now? Um, and I just really don't see somebody like Carson Cooper getting real minutes or Jason Wittens getting real minutes or Davis Smith getting any minutes at all. And all of a sudden you're stuck with Trey Holloman and Pierre Brooks and trying to get them to work into a Michigan State system in which, honestly, they didn't look very comfortable. And it was against Grand Valley State. So, again, they have a lot of work to do and Izzo's like this might be is his hardest coaching job of all the years he's been at Michigan yeah. State because again he's he's not working he's only working with ten scholarship players and I would say seven of them are good three of them are like I for me they're up in the air whether you know they're good or not so um, and can they it's not really if they're good or not it's really can they play this year and help this yes team, yeah, yeah yeah right that's what I mean right so yeah. you know like um. Trey Holloman played 17 minutes, and these minutes are big for him because with with Aikens out, you need like this is when you really need your young guy to really play and get used to the speed and get used to the game. Um, he had three assists, uh, three rebounds. Uh, he shot. He was over two, and they're both from three. I think Trey is a more He's more Rondo than Steph, if you feel me. Yes. He, yeah, 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 he's, yeah. you know, about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, long <laughs> wingspan, good size hands. Yeah. He's like Rondo Dennis Schroeder. Like, he's the guy who's going to slice the defense, mm-hmm. make the right pass, get to the rack for a layup, hit you with the mid-range. Um so he still has to get used to it. I did find a little like um just my eyes playing tricks on me. Like I think it was too soon to wear number five and have the headband come out. Uh, <laughs> you think so? Like, yeah. You think he's a little overstepping some boundaries there? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, like, okay, like I know cash is is like overseas right now, but like it looks like he's kind of in this game, and like he was dribbling, and every time he went left and like stuck out his forearm, I'm like, yo, that looks just like Cassius right now, bro. Um, yeah, but no, um, I think those were big minutes for him to at least get on film, which I think is the, the most important thing about these yeah. exhibition games. Um, yeah. 
No, that's that's facts. And again, like we're reading into an exhibition game. It's an exhibition game, right? I we could totally be wrong. Like they, you know, Michigan State could be running half their their shit right in this game, right? Like for all we know, right? So again, like you know, when they play ten, they play Tennessee right in a uh, in a scrimmage, right? Is that, is that right? And it was it was and it was close. Like, yeah, it was, it was like a four or five point game at the end. Yeah, so, you know, for instance, like, they could have just been, you know, kind of like, this is like a tune-up game. But, again, for me, like, when I look at these scrimmages, like, I look at the first half more than the second half. Um, The first half, to me, spells way more, you know, as far as how the team is going in the second half. Because, one, you're playing your starters more in the first half. Again, starters can play more minutes in the regular season. Two, the other team is fresh, right? And that's the key, is that Michigan State has better athletes and better conditioning than Grand Valley State. They just like that's just at this point in the season, especially they just do. So, um, you know, for me, it's like, of course, they're going to lose the second half by I think they lost by like 20 points or something like that. Like, of course, they're gonna lose the second half. Right. But it's like the first half for me ended up only like an eight point game. That was a little bit alarming. And then also shooting in the first half, Michigan State only shot 10 three pointers in the first half, only made three of them. They were like 30 percent from three. Uh, this is a team that's going to need to spread the floor because, again, Maddie Sissoko isn't about to like become, you know, a post move guy. That's not that's not who he is. This was the best I've ever and seen. And this him was play. the best I've ever My seen fault. him play. Yeah, but he's he's yeah, he's I, not gonna be like a go to scorer for this team, right? He's gonna get rebounds, he's gonna be in there to 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 guard and be a be a body, and he's gonna be in there to bring energy, but he's not gonna be the star of the show, right? That that's the guards. The guards have to make shots, okay? Tyson Walker, again, probably got, got injured. He probably would have had a great second half um, as, you know, the team the other team got tired and worn down. But I, I kind of liked what I saw from him. Uh, I thought he probably took too many uh, contested three-point shots. Probably, you know, could calm down a bit, take his time, find an open shot, find a guy. Um, but I think this team looks way better when Aikens come back. So, I mean, it's all wash for me. It's just more like I was, I was more um, alarmed about their bench than anything. I would say that about Michigan State. I am going to come back to the Joey Hauser thing, and I am going to agree with you because I've been on the Joey Hauser train ever since he transferred, and mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like, it's almost like at this point, like like he is who he is type of deal. And I'm always expecting yeah. him to like take that next jump, that next leap. Um, and I feel like every year I'm quote unquote let down, right? When in reality, like maybe that's yeah, maybe that's just Joey, right? But then you see games where he just comes out and he just destroys, and then he's like rebounding at a high level, and he's like he's playing decent post defense and He's making almost every shot known to man, and he's got a swagger about him. And then I come back to, like, why? where's this guy? You know what I mean? Like, why can't I see this yeah. guy a lot more? Um, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that it, drives, it drives Michigan State fans nuts because it's almost like everybody has the utmost confidence in him. Um. Than any than like than himself and yeah, it's just tough, man. It's just really, really tough. It is tough. Um, 
again, though, Michigan State won the scrimmage, right? They could have pulled a Louisville. Joey Hauser could have shot about five more shots and missed them all. So, all in all, they won the scrimmage without Aikens, who I think is would you would you argue he's their second best player, third best player? Where do you put Aikens on on the in their five? Aikens, uh, I think he like, is never. their because hmm. it goes it goes Hogard Walker. Honestly, call? he might be fourth, bro. He might, he might be, be fourth, fourth behind call. He might be he might be third or fourth. I say a, AJ and Malik are battling for one A, one B. Tyson okay. and Akins are battling for two A, two B, honestly. I think that's what, what I put it. What were you th- yeah. Well, that makes sense. All right, what, what Malik I want to talk about Malik. What did you think of Malik's game? This game? Um He's playing out of position, like yes. right away. Like he's, we know that he's playing yep. out of position, and yeah, you know is you know that's it. He's playing out of position, and he's going to have to get used to it uh, a lot quicker than maybe he wants to. Yeah, he's going to have to play the three, right? Um, yeah. So he, for, especially for this team, because again, do you want Tyson Walker or Aikens guarding threes? I. I'm not sure. Um, so he's going to have to kind of play that, especially on defense, that like forward role. But for me, like Malik Hall, right? I, I thought he should have demanded the ball more this game. I don't know about you. He ended up with the most points in the game, <coughs> mostly because he made three threes, which is great, by the way, for Michigan State's floor spacing. But for me, like the opposite goes, you know, can be said about him playing out of position, right? If you are a natural four and on offense, you can spread the floor and you can post up. Like, I don't know why he's not taking guys on trying to get people out of the lane and posting them up. Right. Cause like, I feel like he can back guys down, especially for GVSU. I feel like he didn't do that enough. Like he could have been more aggressive, I think in the offense and demanding, uh, you know, one V one ISOs in the post. Like you're trying to get guys like, either on the block or like, you know, from mid range or whatever, posting up one-on-one and, and going at it from there. Cause there was nobody on GVSU that could guard him um, offensively. And I think, you know, as the season goes on, he's going to need to pick and choose yeah. his spots about when to go, but he can be a hard carry for this team offensively because he's just so multifaceted, but he's going to have to, again, be aggressive. I, I don't think he was very aggressive in this game. Um, I, I, again, would have wanted him to demand the ball more. Yeah, and I'll kind of come back with Malik has to be – when he picks his spots, I think it's also about the personnel on the court. It's going to be mm. hard to do that with Maddie on the court because he doesn't pro- provide much spacing. Right. And if you're posting and Maddie's on the opposite block, it's really easy to help over. Or yeah. if Maddie's yeah. at the free throw line, his defender's not going to respect that. So – so this, this is when you're playing Joey Hauser or Malik as a five, right? Or like, or they have Jackson Kohler at the five to shoot the ball. Mm, yeah. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. provide some more spacing because Joey and Kohler aren't locked to the block. True. But from a defensive standpoint, Kohler and Joey at the four and the five is not very optimal. That's the only thing. Uh, Kohler has to has to come on being a really good rebounder. Um, 
but you know, like we're asking a lot of him very very early even though he even though he's going to be very very good down the line uh I'm not sure um I'm just not sure how these guys blend right now because it's like it's it is a brand new team and I'm also very worried about their transition offense um usually their transition offense that is their bread and butter it's a Michigan State staple it's part of their culture um, with Malik at the three, uh, is he running the same lanes as like rounded? <laughs> is he yeah. running the same lanes as as those guys running hard for three, running hard for layups? I didn't really see that a lot. Um, Again, I think he needs to be more aggressive. Right, he just needs to go. Like I, I think. A lot of times on offense, on offensive possessions for Michigan State, you could see him kind of thinking about what he needs to be doing. He kind of just needs to be like it needs yeah. to be instinctual at this point, and that that will come as the year goes on, right? But Michigan State can't afford that. Like they have a gauntlet for the for for a non conference, right? They they have one of if not the hardest non conference in the country. They need him to be instinctual, like yesterday. Okay, they they need him to be comfortable, and he doesn't look comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and and like that's almost I don't know, man. I think that's just part of I think that's just part of kind of where they are at this point, and like like they're gonna need him to they're gonna need him right away. They're gonna need him to play and play a lot of minutes, and a lot of those minutes are gonna be at the three just because of how the team is set up right now. Um, right. so you can't really we can't really escape that. You know what I mean? Um. If we if we were to look at a like one thing that you know you want to see in their first game on the seventh, what's that going to be like? One one improvement from game one to two, from exhibition to game one. What do you think you would want to see if you were Tom Izzo? Uh, I think we'll go back to Hogard. I, I think I think this team. You said one A one B. I think it's it's one and two um, for for Hogard and Malik Hall. Like I think Hogard is. How far this team goes is dependent on on how far Hogard drags them, right? Um, so for me, it's like I want to see him to be more. Again, we're talking about aggressive. I want to see him to be more aggressive, but I'm not in aggressive in a way as he's looking for his shot. I want him to be aggressive as in in playmaking. I want him getting in the lane more. I want him getting um, using Maddie Sissoko's body in pick and rolls, trying to you know get angles, right? Like I want to see him go a little bit faster um, than what he was going. Cause it kind of felt like he was kind of, um, he knew that they were going to win. So he's kind of going at 75%, maybe 80%. Like I want to see him at, at least 9,500, right? Like he's got to be thinking ahead of what the other team is. He's got to be a step ahead because again, on this team, you have Trey Holman coming off the bench. He's not going to do you much uh, help as far as distributing the ball is going to go. I mean, maybe Tyson Walker and, and Aikens can, um, but he's going to have to be the guy that makes his team tick. So, again, I, I want to see him at full speed, really, because I, I don't think I saw that against Grand Valley State at all. I got you. I got you. I think I'm with you with the A.J. Hogarth thing. Just come out and kind of kind of care the team and put the team on your back early. Don't let them come out lethargic. Like, that's your team. You can't afford right. to come out lethargic and go down 10, 12 points against a half de- decent team because you don't really have the bodies 
to make a to make a good comeback like that. So, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be really interesting. You need your best players to play and play right away. And basically you you need to set tempo. And that's gotta be AJ and Malik. You gotta set tempo, set tempo right away. Understand this is Michigan State basketball. Understand that it doesn't matter if we have four scholarship players, 13, 12, whatever, we're gonna come out and play our game and play it the right way. Um so I think Izzo AJ played a great game, but if AJ can reach, in my opinion, he can reach all American status. Like that's how big I think about him. If if yeah. he's gonna be an all American type guard, he's gotta come out kicking ass like from Jump Street, from Jump Street, and, and kind of put his imprint on this program. Like, I'm the face of this program. This program is mine. Come follow me. Let's go. It is his. This team is built to be his, right? Because, again, like, the team only clicks if he's clicking, right? If he's not playing well, like, God forbid, like, I this team's going to look awful, right? Because, again, Lee Hall is playing out of position. We don't like Joey Hauser. Tyson Walker loves to shoot the ball. Um, Matty Sissoko, I don't think, is a world-class, you know, college basketball center by any means. And then your bench is Jackson Kohler, Pierre Brooks, Trey Holloman. It only goes as far as AJ goes, right? So, again, he's got to come out there and be like, all right, I got to drag this team with me. And again, if he can do that, I think he deserves to be All American. I think that, that and, and I think he can. Like we've seen him be able to do that um, in games last year for Michigan State. It's just, can he put it together consistently for Michigan State this year? Because um, then Michigan State could be a, a tournament team. If he doesn't put it consistent, put it together consistently for Michigan State this year, they ain't making a tournament. Yes, yes, and it's it's. It's going to be up to those two guys. It's going to be up to, to those two, the two guys. And, you know, it's got to be – um, and they got to take it one game at a time. They can't look at this November because it's scary, right? Look yeah. at one game at a time. Get better every game too, right? Hey, pull, off, yeah. pull off some upsets. Just get better. Just get better every single game. And and they sh- they should be fine. Just got to focus on – Getting the right rotation because that may take a week or two. Just like knowing who plays best with who, um, getting guys acclimated to hey, this is what Division One basketball is all about, and kind of just kind of just go from there. Oh yeah, I again, I think Michigan say it. We'll say it one more time, just to hammer it home. It goes as far as AJ Hogarth can take them, and Malik Hall, right? So again. <clears throat> Can those two figure it out? Can Lee Call become a three? Can AJ Hogard understand what it, he needs to do um, to elevate this team and elevate himself? If they can do that, um, that's going to be great. And to my Michigan State fans listening to this, one, love y'all. Two, um, forget that November exists. Okay, just just forget it. Like, I, you guys could be four and four. You could be three and five. Like, you could have a bunch of losses at the end of November. All that matters is that the team looks better incrementally through the games, right? Because I don't think that Michigan State is going to be Gonzaga. I don't think Michigan State is going to be any of the people they plan that on conference. Um, as far as the big dogs, 
But as long as the games look better as you play them and they are growing into it, I feel like they're going to be in a better place um, come Big Ten play for that. I agree. I agree. And that's not us saying that, hey, Mitch, Michigan State is like, they're, you know, like they can't be on the no. same court of these teams. They absolutely can. But they got to just, they got to find that, find that one group that's going to get it done. I remember it was Michigan State. This is going to hurt you because I know you're an Indiana guy. Yeah. But I, I, I remember um, uh, your boy Archie beat, has beat Izzo for like two or three years straight. And Indiana was oh yeah, we didn't lose to them. Indiana, <coughs> Indiana was up in this game like fifteen or fourteen at home, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Izzo just puts in his lineup. He's like, you know what? I'm going to put in this winning lineup. Who's going to get it done? And he he broke some of his like traditional things, and he put that group together. And then Aaron Henry became a dude. Next thing you know, Michigan State rattles off a very good month and a half to become a playing yeah. team in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah, so, I remember that game very. I was at that game, Ant. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, I remember that very vividly. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Henry. He took that game personal, by the way, because I'm pretty sure. I'm, dude, Zach Eady just blocked the ball to the eighth row, bro. And that's that's like two feet above where he's standing. That's not that's not that's not fair. Zach Eady looks ripped right now. Good lord, he looks really good. Oh yeah, I see. He looks jacked. He looks. Oh he. Jacked. Oh he's contesting three pointers now. Dog, he just punched the ball to the to the tenth row. He looks really good right now. Like I said, but the tenth row for him is like only two feet above his head, so it's not, it doesn't it doesn't really count. That's, that's not fair. Facts, facts, facts. But yo, um, yeah, I'm good, man. This was a um a good pod. I'm about to hop into this uh, Purdue and Truman State game and kind of see see what the old Boilermakers are looking like. Um, Hey, they're they're down to Truman State at home. Oh, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, their their starting lineup was uh, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, your your boy, uh, Ethan Morton, Braden Smith, my boy, Ethan Morton, yeah, Mason Gillis, and uh, and Zach Eady. They're not missing. They're not missing, bro. Truman State is not missing right now. But is is that because? They're not getting contested. They're, these are these are uncontested yeah, three these pointers. Are un, these are uncontested shots. So. Yeah, I mean, you like, you give half the players in the NCAA uncontested shots like that, they should make them. No matter right. what level, bro. Like, like yeah, that's know. what people don't understand, man. Like, I bet you you can go to an Indiana like pickup game on a rec court, and the kids that played Indiana basketball could make those shots. I'm telling you. They could. That's all they can do. They can't move, but they could do that. Oh, Ethan Morton just made a three. That's huge. Yeah. But yeah. All right, man. Good pod. I like it. Michigan State fans, don't worry about it. Um they're they're yeah. gonna be I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yo, they're gonna be fine. Like they're they're not in the hospital. Like it's okay. Like it's this is not what you know yeah. what I mean? That, it's okay. We all have two months to live. It's fine. No, like you expect yeah. them to be better because why? You have a Hall of Fame coach, so you expect a lot. You have high expectations 
no matter what the roster is and no matter what the personnel is. Um, so it's going to be good to just see see growth. You got to see growth in every single game. Yeah, growth. And then, you know, again, I, I don't think I have to preach this to Michigan State fans, but trust in Izzo, right? Like he's going to have his team right eventually. Uh, it's just a matter of time, right? So, again, I know you guys want to win against Gonzago, and, like, that's, you know, fantastic and all, but, like, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> Facts. All right, man. I'll holler at you. All right. See ya. Later, people.